The following is a sermon from Pastor Timothy Borman and Sure Foundation, a church located in Woodside, Queens, New York, the world's most diverse community. For more information and for more audio content, go to sure-foundation.org. Please stand out of respect for the words and works of Jesus. The Holy Gospel for the festival of Epiphany, the appearing of our Lord, the manifestation of Him, the Savior all, is found in Matthew chapter 2. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been born in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Sometimes there are moments in our lives that are so sublime that only one word is really adequate to describe them. The word understanding would be too trite. Calling it a realization or an awakening would be too small. Calling it An aha moment would be totally inadequate. The only word to describe such a moment, such a transformational new understanding, would be the word epiphany. And poets and writers alike have recognized this about this word epiphany. Maybe maybe you know the, the, the American civil rights activist and great poet uh, Maya Angelou. She's often quoted on our trains here in New York City. She wrote this about Epiphany. She said, 
Epiphany is this. It's the occurrence when the mind, the body, the heart, and the soul focus together and see an old thing in a new way. In other words, our whole person comes together in a sudden insight that sees something that's very old, something almost mundane to us, and we see it in a brand new way. Sometimes there are moments in our lives so striking, so life-transforming, that the only word that we can use to describe it is the word epiphany. And that's what I want to bring to you this morning. I want to give to you, and Matthew wants to give to you, epiphany. And it's not really just me either. Actually, the whole Christian church on earth today is celebrating the festival of the epiphany of our Lord. And I want to give to you epiphany in three different ways. First of all, I want want to define for you the word epiphany. Then I want to show you your great need for epiphany. And finally, I want to close up by showing you how you get, how you receive epiphany in your life. I want to start with first by defining exactly what epiphany is. Now, epiphany is perhaps best defined by showing you what it is. And I want you to notice something here about epiphany here in Matthew chapter 2. Apparently, apparently, Christmas came and went in Jerusalem and nobody noticed it at all. Luke's gospel has The shepherds running around in Bethlehem telling everyone about it. The angels are singing. The glory of the Lord is shining on the hillside. But apparently nobody in Jerusalem, nobody at all, noticed that it was happening at all. You see, if you want to understand and take all of Christmas in, you need epiphany. Where in these verses... Does epiphany actually happen? It doesn't happen at the beginning of the verses because everybody thinks that Jesus is in Jerusalem and he's not. Where does epiphany happen? I would argue that epiphany happens right there in verse 10 where finally the Magi get it. They know where Jesus is. This is what Matthew says. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. Now, why were they overjoyed? It's not because they had finally seen Jesus. Not yet. They were overjoyed because now they knew where they could find Him. The Word had indicated the place. The stars shone on it. And they knew that in just a little bit, they would finally meet the Savior of the nations. This is Epiphany. He has been revealed the place where you can find them. Here's my first point about Epiphany. Epiphany, with a capital E, cannot happen apart from Jesus. Now that, that, that should seem rather obvious. There is no Epiphany until you see Jesus, not just as a teacher, not just as an example, until you see Jesus for who He really is, the Son of God, the Savior of all. There is no epiphany without Jesus. Now, a lot of people think that there is. I I, I did this for you. I I spent a little bit bit of time to see how different people are thinking about epiphany these days. And I actually watched 
sort of against my own will, a, a segment from Oprah. Now, Oprah, she's become this little bit of a spiritual guru, guru now, you know, that's right. She's got almost her own little religion going on. Oprah, I watched a segment of Oprah interviewing Jennifer Aniston. And the segment is entitled, Jennifer Aniston's Epiphany. You can look this up later. Jennifer Aniston describes to Oprah this moment where, where she's sitting there doing yoga. And she says to Oprah, for the very first time in my life, I turned to my girlfriend who was sitting right next to me, and I, and I said to her, I don't want to be any place except right here, right now with you. And the crowd that was around Jennifer Aniston and Oprah, they went nuts. They were like, wow, that's amazing. Jennifer Aniston said, for the first time in her life, she experienced complete peace. For a fleeting moment. She said that no longer was she thinking about the past, Brad Pitt or whatever it was. No longer she's thinking about the future and worrying about that. For the first time, she was living in the now. She experienced what she called epiphany. Now, I could go on a little bit of a rant about how dangerous it is to live in the now all the time and never think about the past, never think about the coming judgment of God, death, and all that stuff. But I want to just point out to you this. I cannot imagine the Magi. I just can't. I can't imagine the Magi striking a yoga pose on the road to Bethlehem and finally finding complete peace without finding Jesus. I, I can't. I can't sit down and sing Belteshazzar, whatever his name is, sitting on the road and saying, I've experienced complete, complete peace because I'm in the now. You can't actually have epiphany until you found the one that God has sent down from heaven. Epiphany only happens when you find Jesus. This is how I want to def define Epiphany. Epiphany with a capital E. And I want you to understand this. This is our second point for today then. We all need this. I really mean it. We all need Epiphany profoundly. And Matthew wants to make that point. He, he, he makes the point by showing to us that every single person without fail needed epiphany in this lesson. We, look, at, look at the Magi. We, we often say a lot of nice things about the Magi in this lesson, and, and we should, rightly so. I mean, look at, look at their stewardship. Look at how they gave so generously. Look at how far they traveled to find Jesus. But I'm, I'm going to be a little bit mean to the Magi here this morning. When they start this lesson, they are absolute pagan fools. They really are. They see the shining star in the night sky and they think that they're going to find Jesus in Jerusalem with the powerful and the elite. They think they're going to find him in a gilded palace in a golden crib. They didn't know who God was. But what, what's even more, I want you to notice this about the Magi. They almost got Jesus killed by their naivete. They're absolute fools. I mean, <laughs> I thought about it this way. Herod, everybody knew this about Herod. This guy 
was a paranoid, dangerous king. He killed his own wife. He killed three of his own sons because they were a threat to his throne. Now, what do the Magi do? They waltz into Jerusalem and they start asking around, where's the new king? Now, what do you think? What do you think Herod's going to do? These guys are naive, pagan fools, and the closest that they could get to Jesus was a 5K away. They got really far on their own. But they only got to Jerusalem. And that's true of everyone. I mean, look at the religious people here too. The religious people are even more lost than the Magi. They can't find Jesus either. They have all the right answers, don't they? Herod actually knew to go to them and ask the question, now, hey, religious people, scholars, where is Jesus? And they say, well, this is what the prophet Micah says. You'll find him in Bethlehem. But what do they do after that? Nothing. Isn't that sad? These are the people with all the right answers. These are the religious people, the people who know the Holy Scriptures. And when the the Magi show up and say, he's been born, we've seen a star in the east, they don't even bother to to take the 5K on over to Bethlehem to check it out. I mean, that's like going from Woodside to Long Island City. This This is not a long trip. But they don't even bother to go. Everybody... Everybody in this lesson needs epiphany. And that's one of Matthew's big points. We all need epiphany. Now, I love, I'm going to admit this to you all this morning. I I love listening to Broadway tunes. I hope that makes you happy, Mark. And and I I load these things up on Spotify and, and we listen to these. So one of, the, one of the musicals I've been listening to this year is called Dear Evan Hansen. Have you, have you listened to this thing? Really, really fun musical. And the, the very first number in Dear Evan Hansen is, is called, um, Does Anybody Have a Map? And it's really this, this very striking song. The mother of the family singing about how to help Evan Hansen. And she admits to everyone on Broadway I don't know what I'm doing. I don't, I don't know where to go. And she actually says in the song some really striking lyrics. She says, does anybody have a map? I'm flying blind. I'm making this up as I go. Now, does that resonate with you on any level as you start you know, this new decade? as you think about the choices that you need to make, as you think about the future that you have, as you think about the life that you're living. Does it ever feel a little bit lost about maybe you don't know where, does anybody have a map? I think that you probably resonate with it as much as I do. And maybe, maybe you're like the wise men. Maybe you have a lot of academic learning. And, and maybe you have wealth like they did. But you still don't know how to find peace. 
Or, or maybe you're more like the religious people. You have all the right answers packed up into your head. You know the Holy Scriptures really well, but it's really more like trivia. And that trivia hasn't passed yet into your heart. So that you have peace. Whatever the reason may be, we all need epiphany. We really do. And now you're ready for our third point today. I want to show you how God gives epiphany. And He gives it to us very specifically through His Word. Now, hopefully that's not a surprise to you. I hope it's not like, oh, okay. Look, the whole lesson revolves around verse 5, if you look at it. The whole thing. Like, Nobody makes it to Bethlehem unless you have verse 5. And that's, one of, that's Matthew's probably biggest point in this lesson. He makes many points. But his biggest point is simply this. We all need the Word. We all need the Word. Epiphany only comes through the Word of God and in the Word of God. But it doesn't stop there, okay? This is where Epiphany starts, But Epiphany doesn't stop there. If it stops there, you're still stuck in Jerusalem with all the religious people accumulating facts but never finding Jesus. Because Epiphany starts through the Word and in the Word, but it always must lead to Jesus. Not to facts. Not to obedience. But to Jesus. The Word reveals to us Jesus for who He really is. I want you to have epiphany this morning. Listen to me well. God has come down for you. The Heavenly One came down off His throne and He was placed in a manger For you, this is epiphany when we finally, when that truth is finally revealed to us. And look, he wasn't born in Jerusalem. He wasn't sort of cordoned off behind red velvet cords only for the politically elite, the powerful, and the rich. No, not at all. Instead, he he was born in Bethlehem. And he was there so that there would be open access for rich and poor for powerful and weak, for Jews and for Gentiles. He's the king of all. For you. Now Matthew, he he actually sort of indicates just who Jesus is. He reveals Jesus to us with a very certain phrase. He he puts into the mouths of the Magi this phrase, where is the one born king of the Jews? And the next time Matthew talks about the king of the Jews is... Do you remember when? The next time Jesus is called the King of the Jews is when there's a sign placed above his head and there's a crown of thorns wrapped around his head and it says, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. Epiphany gives to us Not just the baby king in the manger, but the Savior who would die for us. 
This is what Epiphany is about. Jesus is revealed as our Savior King. The One who would die for us. The One who would rise for us. The One who is our peace. The One who is our Savior. The One who is the Son of God for us. This is Epiphany with a capital E. So we've made it. This is Revelation. Maybe it's a great aha moment. It's even more than that. It is Epiphany for you. We've defined Epiphany with a capital E. We have seen how profoundly we need Epiphany and we know where Epiphany starts and to whom it leads. Happy Epiphany to you all. Amen.